Dig a Bit, a podcast for women who want to dig into the meat of God's Word for a bit. We are glad you have taken a few minutes out of your day to listen. Our host is Cindy Colley from thecolleyhouse.org. Now grab your Bible and let's dig in. Good morning. As I'm coming to you from Huntsville, Alabama, it's cold this morning. I'm looking out and there's frost on the pumpkin. Not really any pumpkins out there right now, but there's frost all over the ground and it's cold. I was in Florida last weekend speaking at a ladies' day in Jacksonville and it was so beautifully warm there and it made me long for spring. So it won't be too much longer. We're almost to February. So once I get past Valentine's Day, I'm kind of like, okay, here. It's not going to be very long until we are warming up. So today I want us to take just a little glimpse into the life of Joseph. And I'm going to be in Genesis chapter 37 through 39, just the first three chapters of our reading about Joseph. But as I was reading, I noticed a couple of phrases that just kept coming up in the King James Version. Now, I'm sure that your version may word them differently, but there will be some wording that's similar for this if you're reading in the ESV, the NASB, or the NKJV. And as I'm looking at this, I, I just, it struck me that the language there sometimes is from the view of the secular. And what's really happening is not secular at all. It is that God is orchestrating things in the life of Joseph to bring about his ultimate purpose, the Messiah. So I know that's kind of confusing, but let's look at it, and I think you'll get it. When we read about Joseph in the King James Version, and I'm sure your version is somewhat has a, has a different wording, but it'll be similar. In verses 37, beginning in chapter 37 and verse 15, A certain man found Joseph, and behold, he was wandering in the field. Look, this is happening. 3719, behold, the dreamer comes. 3725, a company of Ishmaelites is coming. 3729, behold, Joseph was not in the pit. That's when Reuben came back. 38, 13, behold, your father-in-law goes to Timnath to shear sheep. That's in the the account we talked about last time about Tamar. 38, 13, behold, well, we said that one. 38, 24, behold, she is with child. Look what's happening. Behold, look here. Twins were in her womb. 38, 29, behold, his brother came out first. 39.8, Behold, my master doesn't know what is with me in the house. That's when Joseph was making his defense about not lying with Potiphar's wife. Behold, look, here's, what, here's the way it really is. My master's trusting me here. That's a whole long list of beholds from just three chapters, 37, 38, and 39. And then when we get to another phrase I wanted us to notice, it came to pass. It came to pass. And so it happened is really what that's saying. And so this happened. And so that happened. And there's a long list of those. 
in just those three chapters. I'm just looking at two phrases that are that could have been on any outsider's lips if they knew the story that was going on. Behold, look here, this has happened. And it came to pass. And here we have, I'm going to count them here real quick. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23 times in three chapters. Behold, or it came to pass. It's almost like God is saying, boy, if an outsider was looking in, the Holy Spirit saying, if an outsider was looking in, he would say, well, this happened. Behold, look here, look what happened. But I want us to look at our passages that we've been looking for and see in the secular even, who is orchestrating. 39.2, and the Lord was with Joseph and he was a prosperous man and he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. Who was doing those? It came to pass and those beholds. God was doing them, and he wasn't doing miracles to do them either as a general rule. He was, he was orchestrating providentially through the events that were coming to pass in the life of Joseph. Then we look at 39.3, And his master saw that the Lord was with him, and that the Lord made all he did to prosper in his hand. Who was orchestrating the beholds and the it came to passes that we just mentioned. 39.5, the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sake. And the blessing of the Lord was on all that he had in the house and in the field. It wasn't just coming to pass as it would have looked to any onlooker. The Lord was orchestrating. 39.21, but the Lord was with Joseph and gave him favor in the eyes of the prison keeper. He's in prison now. And when we read about him going to prison, in fact, just two verses before, 39 verse 19, it says, And it came to pass, when his master heard the words of his wife, which she spoke to him, saying, After this manner did your servant to me, that his wrath was kindled, his anger was hot. And Joseph's master took him and put him into the prison. This is what came to pass. This is the event that occurred. But what was really occurring, we read two verses later, the Lord was with Joseph and gave him favor in the eyes of the prison keeper for a reason. God knew everything he was doing to bring about the Messiah through the life of Joseph. And then we read in 39, 23, the keeper of the prison looked not to anything that was under his hand because the Lord was with him and that which he did, the Lord made it to prosper. It was coming to pass. People were beholding. But what really was happening was the Lord was with him. And the Lord was with him because the Lord was preparing this cradle for the Messiah to be born. 
I hope you have a great day. Thanks for listening.